Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me today from Kitchener-Waterloo area is James McNaka. Uh, James, um, pleasure to have you on the show. You and I have chatted before. Really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I'm going to just start off wanting to maybe hear a little bit about your backstory before we dive into uh, your company, Cavallo. Sure. Um, Dom, thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm really excited to be sharing with you my story and a and, uh, little bit of my background, which is I've been in the cybersecurity space for over 15 years. Um, I always tell the story about, uh, you know, you know, 15 years ago, it was all about firewalls, the perimeter. We'd always talk about the castle walls and how that would protect you. And it's 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 really interesting to watch and see what's taken place, um, both from you know the cyber landscape and the the what's taking place as far as bad actors um, in, in today's world, and and certainly you know. What we want to do here with uh, Cavello is really help um, companies out uh, when it comes to mitigating their risk. Now, uh, James, when, you, when you're talking about um, you know the, the, the companies that Cavello can help, are, are there certain companies uh, or certain sectors uh, that you're better able to help, or is it pretty much any company or any organization? So, so here's here's just talking about some of the trends that I've seen uh, throughout the years. It's interesting because again, I talk about the legacy type technologies, which would be you know firewalls and and if you remember uh, you know antivirus, right? That was that was the the old days and and you know it was uh, intrusion detection systems were a big deal and and uh, deep packet inspection and and all that good stuff um, and so you know truly what's taking place is there's this technology shift that we're seeing. And it's all around, yeah, we've been hearing about cloud adoption for, what, 15 years now? And <laughs> we're <take>. actually, <laughs> right, it's, it was a marketing term where people would, would talk about it. And, and, but now it's, it's clear that companies are, are going to the cloud. I've talked to large banks that are, are going to the cloud. And, and it's, it's, you know, arguably it's, it's, it's going to be a hybrid in, in some cases. In other cases, companies will go 100% the cloud. And with that model, you know, you have to understand that there's this distributed uh, data model. Your your data is distributed inherently with that technology. You just don't go with one cloud provider. Uh, it's a minimum of five, uh, whether it's Office 365, G Suite, Salesforce, whatever it might be. And then and then the the second piece is, you know, we. Um, we we all talk about uh, digital transformation, and you know it's interesting with with COVID and what took place there is companies that weren't digital uh, were forced to be digital, and what we also see is that data is everywhere and it's exponential data growth across the board. Um, and then you know I kind of talked about this when we talk about legacy uh, type technology, um, but uh, at the same time. You know this working from home, this distributed work model that we that we were all part of, 
it's changed that um, it's changed uh, in such a way that the old ways that we use to guard against breaches just if they just don't work as well because we have a lack of perimeter, uh, and so you know then on top of that you see regulation and compliance coming out and they're basically saying you know you need to do these best practice uh, items in order to you know check the box, and so you know. What we're doing is we're basically trying to simplify all that into one platform that we can deliver to our customers. Um, on top of that, what we're seeing is, you know, five years ago, we would see that the, the types of attacks that were taking place were more focused on, you know, larger enterprise like Home Depot, for example. Uh, they were very sophisticated they were, you know, nation state, uh, very targeted. And, and now with cybercrime on the rise, um, the preferred target is SM is sorry, mid enterprise and below. And so that's the weak link, uh, Dom. And, and so what we're doing is, is, is we are making sure that we can provide a product uh, to the S, uh, sorry, the mid enterprise and below, and you know I, I've talked about you know the fact that um, you know um, you know ease of use platform. Um, what we see every day is in that industry or that market segment, if you will, they don't have the resources and expertise. They just they just don't, and so that's where we come in turnkey. You can get the product up and going in five minutes, uh, and we deliver actionable events that uh, will effectively lower your risk of a breach taking place. J- James, you know, I, I love the concept again of you know it, it being actionable and turnkey, especially like you said, they're in the midsize and, and b- below uh, spot. They they are resource restrained, you know, and that's putting it mildly. <laughs> um, h- how do we? M- uh, maybe um, I'm trying to find the right word here, but how do we do a better job of convincing maybe the leadership and the executives in that space that cybersecurity is something that they need to be investing in? You know, I mean, part of the reason why we still see ransomware as an example running a mock in the SMB space is because leadership in 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 that space still views cybersecurity as a necessary evil or mark of the devil or what what have you. Um, you know, what what, what type of discussions do we need to have with them in order to convince them otherwise? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's so true. Um, you know, I, I've, it, it's one of these things where um, no one thinks it'll happen to them, but I think I arguably speaking, you know, I think we're turning that corner, you know, based off of what we see, what we hear in the news. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think arguably, and, and, you know, this is why, you know, we tailored the, the product for the board level and executive level. And so when we talk to them, um, they don't understand the bits and the bytes. That, that's just, that's just something that they, they don't have expertise in, and quite frankly, they they shouldn't have to. Um, but they want to understand ROI. You know what's it's going to cost them. What are they going to get? And so what we do is we build that into the platform uh, to ensure that we can talk the same language that that they understand, which is monetary value. So it's it's really simple. You know what's your potential liability? If 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 something took place, if a event took place today 
What could it cost the company? And so now they can they can start to understand what that potential ROI is based off of spend. And quite frankly, you know, it, it comes down to what's the acceptable risk that an organization is going to accept. It's the, it's the, it's that simple. We know that they don't like companies just don't have an unlimited budget. Um, and so, you know, that's part of compliance is understanding what that acceptable risk is and then moving forward and making sure, you know, you're doing something to try to lower the potential of having a breach in the first place. You know, and James, you know, I, I love the the paradigm or, or the model that, that you're following here with Cavello in making something that is um, really something that ultimately the people who are making the decisions and ultimately own the risk are able to in- interface with that. I mean, part of the problem with the security vendor landscape is that there's so many just these feature set bells and whistles that are just super niche and super technical and that if, you know, if only the you know, a security analyst or whoever can use it, again, yes, that's, that's good, but for the uh, midsize and below market, what good is is that to them if they don't have a security team, right? And the, the, that market is cro- is being chronically underserved and by the security vendor lands, uh, uh, sorry, the security vendors to, to to date. So I think that's absolutely wonderful to at least provide them with a platform to further the dialogue, like you're saying there. You know, what what assets are at risk and what what's that that mean? Um, so uh, if you are, let, let, let's say, uh, hypothetically, then, you know, let's say you are a CEO or a business owner, uh, maybe li- listening to this podcast, uh, and they feel so compelled, um, w- w- what would like an um, initial stage uh, with Cavello look like? Yeah, so, you know, it really depends. Um, tr- uh, truthfully, you know, we, we onboard customers that, um, you know, do nothing. They, they have nothing in place now. Um, and, and, and I'll just point out that, you know, that's not to, to discredit, you know, SMB at all. Um, you know, this is something that arguably is new because they're now the preferred um, uh, attack vector, if you will, um, or the preferred target, I should say. Uh, and because of that, you know, um, I think that what we hear is they know that they need to do something. They just don't know what it is. And, and let me let me um, talk about what you said a little bit earlier, which is, you know, we see that there's a challenge because enterprise type tools just don't play nice in the mid enterprise and below. And it's exactly what you said. And so, you know, you could have five different vendors, five different tools. Uh, and you know, the challenge is it makes for a lot of noise. It's not actionable and you need a body to be able to manage those, those tools. Uh, and they're very expensive, right? So this is the challenge that they have is like, where do they go? And so again, you know, uh, coming back to Cavello, you know, we're bringing a platform turnkey, easy to use. You can send the reports off to the executives. And that's what we find they tend to want to see is the actual reports that shows progress. You're never going to be 100% secure. That's just not an option. Um, but you need to be making sure that you know, you're doing the best practice activities to lower the threat of a breach taking place. And that it, that's exactly what 
what we do and and kind of going back to the stage you know we have um you know some that are doing nothing and others that are struggling because of the fact that there's this consolidation play of there's so many different vendors out there there's so many different tools and so sometimes we will take out a solution uh that's already there uh and and you know what we do on the product side we lead with data discovery and so what that is, is you need to know what your data is in order to protect it. And obviously, that's a line item as well in compliance and regulation, uh, where we check the box. Um, so there's, the, there's kind of those two buckets. There's the, they're doing nothing. The other bucket would be they're trying to do something. They might have one piece of the puzzle. We come in, we say, we, we do this, this, and this, which is, you know, more than one piece. And they understand the use case. They understand how it's a single pane of glass, super easy to use. Uh, and, they, and then they get it. They understand, you know, what we're, what we're about and what the product, uh, what the value of the product is. That's, that's really insightful, James. I mean, I, I, I have one more question for you and it's, it's on the, well, referred to as maybe the communication gap, you know, especially with midsize and below, you know, many of those organizations rely on an IT managed service provider, right? They may not even have internal IT, um, let alone internal security. Um, but what we see with a lot of IT service providers is that they don't understand cybersecurity, right? Um, or they'll just speak technical, um, you know, uh, acronyms and spit all this stuff at a business owner CEO. And the business owner CEO would just sort of nod their head and be like, okay. And then, so now you have two sides that aren't sufficiently communicating with one another. Um, you know, I'll even give an, uh, give an example where we came across a, a prospect who reached out to us and said, hey, um, you know, our IT service provider, they got hit by ransomware. All our data is stored there. Um, we're, we're sort of SOL right now. Um, all, you, you know, all the other clients of this particular IT managed service provider were pooling their money together to pay for the ransom. Right. The IT managed service provider basically said, your data is lost. We're not going to do anything unless you guys want to pass the pot around and collect some money. Um, that, and that's what we see with IT managed service providers. Um, how much of a problem is sort of the, well, and again, not saying all of them are bad, but the barrier to entry for IT managed service providers is very low. What problem does that pose to the SMB community? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, just kind of backing up a little bit, you know, what we see in this this mid enterprise and below is that they they utilize uh, managed service providers um, to do a lot of their remediation, whether or not it's just you know simple help desk, you know, and, and arguably I shouldn't say simple because it you know has to do with passwords and things like that, and you know you see. MSPs that are trying to do more around, you know, data security, and that's great. But, you know, going back to compliance or, you know, arguably just best practice, you know, the, um, that, that managed service provider is an extension of your organization because they arguably hold the keys to the castle when it comes to your IT, whether, and they have access to your data. And, and, and that's a, that's a, that's a big trust piece. Right. And so we built the product with MSPs in mind, knowing that they are going to be used for remediation and things of that nature. They're, they're a key piece of that puzzle. Right. And so there's kind of two 
uh, sides to where Covello comes in. You know, we are we we built the product to be multi-tenant, so you can actually have it so that the product will uh, you can you can have it so your MSP can do uh, the remediation items, the best practice items that that the product would recommend based off of your environment. Um, and and then the other side of the coin is part of you know best practice is you've got to audit your managed service provider. You have to. It is it is part of compliance as well, right? And you know, if anyone, any company has been through any kind of DDQ uh, compliance audit, cybersecurity insurance renewals, uh, they ask for this. And so, what we do is we we effectively are that third party, but we are there to complement the MSP. Um, and instead of being a stick, we are we are there to help them because at the end of the day. You know, there, there's so many moving parts, and all we want to do is make sure that we prioritize the moving parts and make sure that the companies are doing the right things in order to lower uh, the risk of a breach taking place in the first place. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's like plate spinning, right? You're, you're able to identify which plate you need to keep spinning before it crashes to the to the ground. But, uh, yeah, um, um, James this has been an extremely engaging, very interesting conversation. And you know that I love you, A, because you're Italian, but B, because you have the same name as my son. Um, that Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Awesome. And uh, just a note to our loyal listeners and viewers, thank you again for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Please do check out previous episodes on our YouTube page uh, or on your favorite podcasting platform. But until next time, be well and be safe, and we'll see you again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. 